everybody to uh, another episode of Bounty Board. I guess technically we can call it episode one. It's not really episode one, but for all intents and purposes, we're getting started anew. Um, E3's passed us, so the long form run on <laughs> conversation about E3 doesn't have to happen again. But uh, I'm Caleb, sorry, the host. Uh, and with me as always, player two on Bounty Board is Eric Glass. What's up, Eric? Howdy, howdy. Um, so to get started, um, I guess we can kind of run through what we're going to do. So, uh, this show will be us talking about what we think is interesting, hence the idea of bounty board. Um, so we'll give you some news, we'll have a topic, and then we'll tell you what we're playing, what we're doing, any suggestions that we have. Uh, and we want to work you guys in. So anybody listening, um, live, because Eric is currently streaming on his Twitch right now, which is twitch.com slash hybrid glass. Um, the house the house feel free to reach out um send in questions discussion topics like prompt us with some stuff we'll uh, we'll work it in but um to start things off we have a bunch of news stuff and um i'm gonna kind of rifle through these real quick uh i apologize we we're starting late but that kind of led to me hoarding all the news notes and not sending any to eric which i realized literally 20 seconds ago it happens but you know good thing happens, i'm right good thing i'm light on my toes i'm agile yeah, you're uh, nimble. All that, uh, all those improvisation classes I never took. <laughs> I just said quick like a bee. So if we're doing improv, I'm, we're all fucking up. It's fine. Float like a butterfly. Uh, I guess. Yeah, that's what it is. Something goes there. <laughs> you didn't have to. You didn't have to point it oh, out. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I see what happened now. Yeah. Got yeah, it. Yeah. All right. All right. So diving into news, the first thing that we'll go into, um, Xbox Game Pass had some games announced that are going to be added for July. I'm going to mm-hmm. rifle through these real quick. If we want to share thoughts on them, we can. Um, July 1st, we're getting Dirt 4, the Zombie Army Trilogy, Abzu, Shadow Complex Remastered, uh, Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, Fallout 3, and Human Fall Flat. July 10th, we are getting Bomber Crew. And July 11th, we're getting Warhammer Vermintide 2, which is actually Ooh. a new release, I believe. Yeah, I think it is. I think yeah. you're right. I'm not which entirely is... sure, but I think that's a new. Um, I don't have a ton of thoughts on these. Fallout 3 is great. Um, that's kind of ubiquitous. So is Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Um, Shadow Complex is super good. So here's I'm... here's my comment on these is... Yo, what's up? the games that you listed Um, almost all of them are not microsoft games um yeah actually none of them are right (laughs) yeah Yeah. which is awesome yeah so that Um, means that microsoft has hit some sort of winning formula right oh they struck a chord with the way that developers are working with the way that the industry is working with the way that folks are talking uh, and consuming games and they're proving now that a true subscription model uh, which is what you know gamefly tried to do many many years ago with that subscription model right. but now that you know you know nobody saw digital taking off the way that it did at the start of this console generation oh can i can i step in real quick yeah of course xbox absolutely saw it coming mm. they, they just did. tried to play the game before everyone else wanted true. to True. Um, and that's a whole other topic, but like for yeah, real, they let, Xbox called this shit. They let Don Matrick play the game. Um, <laughs> we're not gonna mistakes. go. We're not going mistakes down that. were made. We're not yeah. going. Yeah, I said your name, Don. I know you're out there just sitting in a corner somewhere, 
Come on, fight he's me. He's probably rolling in money. I don't care what he's. I don't care what he's doing. Um, <laughs> no, I think you're right. Um, none of these games are Xbox uh, Studios games. Right. Um, of course, the Bethesda games are going to be there because Bethesda and Xbox have been buddies for a long time. Right. But, I mean, Dirt and Abzu. Abzu was a PlayStation exclusive, like timed exclusive for mm-hmm. a minute, if I'm not mistaken. Um. And then there's little games like Human Fall Flat and Bomber Crew and Shadow Complex, yeah. which like that's really cool to see them getting a platform. Bomber Crew looks like FTL, like but more in depth. I'm a hundred percent down for that. Um, yeah, it's exciting. And uh, Xbox Game Pass, I w- I want to say has slowly become, but Xbox Game Pass rapidly became one of my favorite things I invested in. Yeah, and it's it's ten dollars a month, man. Yeah, it's a hundred percent worth the the ten dollars a month for what you're getting out of uh the value i mean granted it is a licensed product so if you ever do turn it off you lose your games but i mean you lose all your netflix movies too yeah same thing with hulu i think i think that's just the way the world uh the world is you know the world is headed is you're going to have to have budget every month a uh my wife and i we have a a membership budget every month yeah Entertainment where, budget. Yeah, it's well, <laughs> home enter- home enter- yeah, entertainment home is totally different. Budget. This is memberships budget, yeah, yeah. Um, where every every month we say, okay, we've got X amount of dollars allotted to memberships, uh, and there's a yep. couple non-negotiables on there, uh, of which uh, Game Pass is one of them because the value just. I mean, you download two games on Game Pass yep. a year. You've paid for it, uh, net new games, and then the second you hit that third one, you've now uh, you've now just crushed it. So. Yeah, and they're tying in Xbox Rewards to Game Pass. So if you play Game Pass games, you get right Xbox Reward points, which I don't use them a ton, but the aspect, the mm-hmm. existence of that aspect is great. Um, yep. So I'm super excited for Bomber Crew. I'm a little sad I have to wait until July 10th because that's like four days before I leave. Sorry, seven days before I leave for Comic-Con. And that's not enough time. Oh, you get to go. Shut up. <laughs> I know, right? I don't it's want to such... hear about you getting to go to Comic-Con again. <laughs> okay, I won't bring um my badge showed up today, so I'm super excited. Uh, I'll stop now. Uh, I'll stop now. Gross. Um <laughs> yeah, you and you and Ben. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going to be uh So Ben's does Ben actually have a table this year? I don't want to sidetrack us too much, but No, no. We're both we both got professional badges. Um so I'm bringing some writing and this podcast and a couple other podcasts that are in development. Ooh. There you go. Um and he's going to bring some uh he's working on a a Kickstarter project with a big old anthology called The Dead Palace yep. and uh, some other stuff. So that's happening. I'm also bringing my best friend as a guest. Um, I'm going to be down there for a week, 17th through the 24th. We will be live streaming. I didn't, uh, I didn't get at, the I didn't get the ticket. Where is it? You know what? Oh, you said you best. Look? You said best friend. Sorry. No, 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 no. Not Listen random internet acquaintance. <laughs> Listen to this. It will instantly incriminate me. It's, I already incriminated myself. This is going to make it worse. Mm-mm. We only got one guest pass because I forgot to log in for mine. Oh, my. Yeah, so mine was supposed to be used for Christopher, and Ben was going to use his for somebody. And I feel terrible now because, like, within days, it was like, Eric would have been a really great choice. Oh, uh, would have been. Sorry. It would have been, but, you know, ultimately, I don't think I would have been able to get away with that one between work and the kids and uh, everything else. So I appreciate right. that my name was in the hat. Maybe next summer. Uh, maybe next summer but we'll at see. the same time we want to go to e3 next summer so yes, we do. i don't know if two large budget trips in two months will be doable but we're gonna try hey let's uh this is this is the next nerdist right here i feel 
Um, so yes. let's, uh, let's get it going. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's some things going on with Nerdist right now. Oh, that was probably that was too soon. Not... Too soon. Sorry. Yeah. Rest, maybe too soon. Rip Chris Hardwick rip. Oh man. Radio silence. Yep. <laughs> Poor guy. All right. Sorry. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Xbox live games with gold's new, uh, games. Wow. That was a poopy sentence. Xbox live games with gold for July have been released. Um, it's a few good ones. It's it's to me one good one. But oh well, yeah, 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 of course. You're a little. Of course, you know, you know me, you know. Yeah. Me. yeah. So I would argue um, Xbox... that's that's probably What's the best up? one in a long time. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're this is all an inside joke until I actually tell them what's happening. Mm-hmm. So what's happening? Um, we are getting Assault Android Cactus. Yep. No clue what that is, but I'm intrigued, and it will be free. Um, and Death Squared. Those will be uh, popping up from July 16th to August 15th. So that's going to be the second half of the month. The Wait, right? Yes? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Starting July 1st, we get Virtual Fighter 5 Final Showdown and Splinter Cell Conviction. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, that's super good. That's super good. Um, and then we're also getting uh, some... Oh no, no! Smite was this month. Smite is currently this month. So that's yeah, but that's what we're getting. I, Smite's always free. What does it matter? It is. So you get like a you get like a bunch of skins and stuff. So to clarify, what I stumbled through with dates, um, Android Assault Assault Android Cactus is July first through thirty first. Death Squared July sixteenth through August fifteenth. Right. Um, and then respectively, same dates. Virtua Fighter Five will be the first half of July, and Splinter Cell Conviction will be the second half of yep. July. Um, conviction is worth the entire month if none of the other games pan out. Honestly, mm-hmm. the game is phenomenal, and I'm sad that we didn't get another announcement, but then we'll get one eventually. I, you know, Gamescom, I feel, yeah. is the more appropriate stage for that game to get announced. Yeah, yeah, it's got um, a smaller audience, it's got a smaller audience, but I feel like there was so much expectation at E3, which we touched on. You know, if you're interested, you can go back and listen to those two episodes, but. I feel like there was so much in the Microsoft press conference that had they thrown Splinter Cell up there too, people would have exploded and they would have died in the audience. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and we don't want we don't want no. It, it would have uh, been pandemonium. It, it would have been bad. I think that's the whole reason um, we also didn't see a Gearbox announcement. Um, yeah, that's weird, huh? So I because we know that games we know that game is a hundred percent in the works. Absolutely, because um, Gearbox—they've said it. Gearbox ain't done shit. But if I think about, it, go back to Borderlands Two, that was a Gamescom announcement. That was not a E3 announcement. I um, did not remember that. Yep. That's uh, that's interesting. So. Well, I mean, Gamescom's coming up. We've only got two months. Uh, early August. Mm-hmm. Not even that. Um, we're we are literally like, yeah, we're a month and three a half weeks out. away. So we need to yeah. figure out are we going to do a Gamescom podcast? I think we do a recap. Yeah, yeah, we should, we should, right. uh, at least moving to talk on. about what happens. Yeah, but moving on, this one's a little bit smaller and kind of niche. Um, if you're playing State of Decay, you'll be excited to hear that an Independence Pack has been released. Uh, for five dollars, you can get three new vehicles, two new ranged weapons, one of which is a multi-barrel Roman candle, which sounds amazing to me. Um, is and that then... that feels like a uh, what was the um. um 
Oh my God, Sunset Overdrive. No, 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 no. The uh, no? The, the zombie game. Why can't I think of the Dead, the, Dead Rising? Dead Rising. Thank Rising. you. Um, that feels it's like, like a mix. A, yeah, that feels like, like a, a weapon out of Dead Rising. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, you get three new melee weapons. These are all. I want to be very clear. These are all very tongue-in-cheek, dad joke, awful Independence Day stuff. So you get the Freedom Ringer, which is a gloriously decorated baseball bat. The Grillmeister. <laughs> its flavor text is "Once a backyard tool, now a razor-edged dealer of death." And you get the Barbecue Fork, a utilitarian new close combat weapon. So I mean, cringeworthy, sure, but it's a zombie game. Let's do it. Let's do gonna, it. What are you gonna do? Yeah, and you get four incendiary fire. So that's a bunch of stuff for five dollars. Um, yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. And for a game that I didn't pay money for, five dollars seems it seems just fine. Well, you did. Okay, you did pay. I, I, I yeah, I paid. I paid. But, but in the you didn't pay. But yeah, I didn't. I paid, but I didn't pay. Right. You know what I mean? I get it. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's everybody. Just think about that one for a minute because <laughs> don't not too hard because your nose might bleed and then we'll find you in the corner dead. But just think about it. Or we or we won't find you because we don't know where you live and that sucks. <laughs> True. Um or yeah, right. Let, let's or ooh. Shh, don't tell him. Man, you're bad at this. I am awful at this. <laughs> All right, moving on. Trying to get through these last two real quick. Um the uh, oh my god, Xbox backward compatibility added three games. Um Sensible World of Soccer. No clue what that is. Grid Autosport, which was an actually really solid racing game, and Fable Heroes, which is the like kitty pop figure looking fable thing that that Fable thought was a good idea. Um, I don't remember Fable Heroes. No, I don't know if many people do. <laughs> I think that's kind of why. It, I yeah, it happened. Um, I think it's one of those games where it was like. Online co-op for the first time? Nope, that's not true. Fable was always online co-op. I don't know, man. Fable Heroes was interesting. Um, I'm pulling up some pictures now. There, it. So I, I just I I couldn't help but you said the sensible world of soccer. First off, to me, there's nothing sensible about the world of football. Um, soccer. For oh no, Americans. they're all maniacs. They're they're it. they're insane. Uh, it's one of the and if you're not watching the World Cup, you're doing yourself a disservice because it is oh yeah one of the best this... dramas on television that happens once, uh, once uh, once every you know couple of years that you definitely need to watch. So yeah. I, I and this looked, year this year specifically it's it's not so fucking it's, nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. There's there's people losing that should not lose. Uh, people winning that should not win. Yeah, um, Germany losing when they did. Um, oh, heartbroken. Heartbroken. Yep. Uh, but you know, hey, man, that's, that's the game. Good on them. Uh, you know that that was good because then Mexico got moved moved up because of that. But uh, Messi and Argentina with the emotional win. Sorry, yeah, I keep interrupting you. Go it's ahead. just crazy. Anyway, looked up the sensible world of soccer. Okay. I know we're doing a radio visual here, but if you do do yourself a favor and Google this when you get a chance, this game originally came out in 1994. Oh, what? it was then released again. It is the sequel. Sorry. The sequel to a 1992 game just called Sensible Soccer. Right. Wow. Which combined a 2D football game with a comprehensive manager mode. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at these screenshots and it's so retro. Yep. 
and it was apparently had was released for Xbox 360 in 2007. So I would imagine this is the 2007 version um, on the 360 that we're getting, not the Amiga version. Um, <laughs> no, because that was one of the platforms this came out on was the Amiga. Um, if you don't wow, know what Amiga, if you're too young to know what an Amiga is, Caleb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> you should probably Google it uh, and check it out. Anyway, all right. I don't want to stay on the sensible world of soccer. Yo, I'm watching. I'm watching gameplay of this game, and it looks amazing. Yeah, I uh, I may have to check that out just based on the wiki page. Uh, it looks so good. I'm so excited. All right. So I take back everything I said about not knowing what that game was. Yep. Um, we'll move on. I don't want to talk about Fable Heroes. The last one, and perhaps the most exciting for me. I don't know about you. I don't want to speak for you, but Showtime today, eight hours ago, announced a new Halo TV series and its details. I I, I have no reaction. <laughs> I have I, no words. I, <laughs> like... I, I, I have I, one. This is the long awaited Spielberg project, which I find absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Um, and it's Showtime when like, I think if this had been announced as being a Showtime project when it came out, when it was, I don't know, this sounds like Showtime like just saw what they have put together and bought it. If this, but still, if this news had come out when they announced that Spielberg was making a show, I think it would have been taken differently. But in the last like five years, Showtime's content's gotten really fucking good. Correct. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, but that's the case. You look at HBO and Showtime, they've both got, you know, a ton of content in their libraries i kind of would have just given hbo's you know kind of track record right now would have liked to see them pick it up um so yeah, I, I don't know if hbo would would jump at a, at a video game show though yeah well i mean it's a spielberg directed sci-fi drama is the way yeah, that it's being that's kind of his jam that, yeah that's the kind of way it's being positioned um and i don't know if you've seen ready player one yet the movie I got to screen it before everybody else. Oh yeah, Mr. Me, uh, I'm going to come. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. You're going to hate me every time. I I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to th throw my lower jaw out a little bit now and talk like that the rest of the night. Anyway, um, no, don't. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I finally got to see that one, and you know, Spielberg just knows what he's doing. Like, like you said, it is his his jam. Um, yeah, so he understands that. I think. Uh, he being a gamer himself, admittedly, um, uh, and he has shown a lot of comments on the Halo universe over the years. Um, so yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, and we'll it's, see. It's it's exciting, yeah. Um, so they uh, they also announced that they've got showrunner Kyle Killen mm -hmm. from Lone Star, yep. um, and uh, director Rupert Wyatt, who was behind Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which was yep. a really solid movie. It was. It's a bunch of talent, and I was a little worried when Halo Infinite got announced that I would have to wait a long time for it. But if they fill that gap with a well, Halo show, the only thing that worries me is are we going to get some weird Defiance crossover fucking TV game thing? I don't absolutely not. I, no I, way. I don't see that happening ever in a million <laughs> years. But they've tried it before. They've tried Once, it before. It didn't go well. It did not know that game Thank actually. Goodness. That game was the game itself was actually pretty solid. Yeah, the game was fun. If for, 
if Go they, wild. yeah, if they would have fixed the PvP and balanced it, right? I mean, that was if you think about it, that was an early Destiny type game. Yeah, uh, for sure. Defiance 2020 Absolutely. or whatever the hell it was called. It was very much a shared world experience. You jumped in, you did PvP. The only problem is, is if you did not have a shotgun in PvP, you might as well not even have played. Um, because that's all that... There was no reason to run anything else whatsoever. Right. Super obnoxious. Super obnoxious. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where it was a, an ambitious idea that kind of fell by the wayside. And mm-hmm. video games, if not all media fall victim to that specific um, hazard very often. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you can't really get mad about it. You you kind of expect it like six times out of ten. Nope. But that's okay, because if it was like nine times out of ten that it was successful, then we wouldn't be surprised anymore. Right. We would, yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got for news. So, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, and all the in-between. It's time for our big topic. There's no in-betweens. I mean, I mean, there's some. Maybe. Everybody is something. They're not in-between. We're not, there's no chrysalises. Let's not get into this. <laughs> no, there's there's no uh, metamorphosis stage right. of humanity. You are or Thank you Thank goodness. Yep. Thank goodness. Goodness, because I could not imagine going from teenager to adult in a so we uh pod my my you know I have young I have young kids and you know they both enjoy America's Got Talent and the gong the new gong the new version of the Gong Show which is hilarious just because Mike Myers uh, is the host uh, playing a character uh, and I don't know if you've watch this or not caleb but it is, i have not but yeah. i'm gonna look it up now yeah it's yeah it's mike myers is the host of the gong show he doesn't credit himself as mike myers he credits himself as tommy maitland um a a <laughs> brit a british national um this, this is outstanding which is it's very much like an austin powers uh esque type character but it's it's pretty funny uh but anyway speaking of metamorphosis one of the acts on america's got talent was just this dude who literally came out on stage as a caterpillar and then went into a sleeping bag and came out as a butterfly. And it was the most ridiculous shit ever. And I was just thinking <laughs> of the logistics of how that would actually phenomenal. work in, in the context of our conversation. And now I'm going to just stop doing that because. Yeah. Before it gets too weird. Yeah. And this is not a biology podcast. No, <laughs> and it never will be. Video games. <laughs> yes. Video, video games. games. Which impact my biology that's weird that's weird i'm backtracking i'm I'm backpedaling out of that one who's not good at this now (laughs) you're rubbing (laughs) off on me get out of here (laughs) (laughs) oh man okay so our topic for this week um is going to be about monetization in games um decisive it's yeah it's it's a huge issue it's Mm -hmm. like the number one issue in games this year and last year yep. um and mostly the tail end of last year but so yeah i guess to start we can we can go with the biggest thing that everyone probably knows right so the biggest uh what's the word i'm looking for someone guilty of something the biggest perpetrator yeah. of poor monetization tactics of recent memory is ea with mm-hmm. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so they released a game that very plainly 
was built around a system. You could tell the architecture of the game was built around a system where if you paid money for packs, you got better. Yep. Um, and that meant you were better than other people that didn't do it, which is a problem. That's mm-hmm. what people call pay to win, um, which is we can get into all those terms eventually. But the whole EA issue is interesting because I think it's, it is still two-sided. There are those that are on the side against EA, which is a very popular side to be on. I want to make that very clear they like, are immediately. The evil, they are the evil empire. Yeah, everyone hates them. Not and true. like, it's not entirely warranted, I don't think. Yeah, but then right. there's the other side of people that, um, like me, were like, yeah, they made a mistake, but to in their defense, the game released with those things removed, right? So, like, their microtransactions, people saw them in the beta, lost their minds, and before the game came out, they took it out. So, like, that's that's good, right? They didn't get Did any. It? They didn't get it. I'm almost 100% No, positive. no, I'm almost 100% positive that it released with them in there. Because I remember buying the super ultimate edition of that game and getting a whole bunch of, like, the star cards um and just wrecking people for the first week because i got like five epic drops um out of those crates and i was just one-shotting people with a gun that i was not supposed to have at that level oh you know what i'm wrong you know what they changed the they changed the um in-game currency system right yeah they changed that bananas that was in the beta they made it less and then when the game actually came out, then the loot boxes were in there, and all of a sudden, if you spent like fifty bucks, you were just ungodly. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's. <sighs> <laughs> so, here's how this issue breaks down. Well, I don't, man, I don't know. I guess I th- we should probably go with the, uh, a question first because I have a really good question that I think leads really well into. Uh, why we, why we are where we are right now. Right. Um, and so that starts with um, my buddy. Oh, no. My Facebook just closed the thing I was looking at. Sorry. Comes <laughs> from my buddy. Right? Facebook sucks. Comes from my buddy Alex, who wrote in on Facebook and said, what was, and asks, what was the environment of gaming? What? Yeah. That's, sorry, that's worded weird. Words? What was the environment of gaming that led to the ubiquity of microtransactions across all platforms. Um, and that's an interesting and really deep question. It is. Um, maybe Eric, too do you want to take a stab at it? Maybe too deep for this one. Oh no, not too uh, deep. For this too, one. too deep for this podcast. Um, take a stab at it, bud. Yeah. So I think what led to this was you have these, and, and this can be said for everything, right? It's not just, this is not pro This is not, just just on gaming i think gaming affords the content creators a platform that better suits itself to do this but you see this all over the place and in real life i'm i work in marketing so i see you know loyalty programs and you know things to do this and the, the, the mindset here is is the industry all of a sudden had this all these always connected things right where they're able to put sure. stuff in front of you 100% of the time and they said, okay, to keep people coming to this game, 
Uh, and I don't remember what the study was. I was at one of the, I was at one, I was at a marketing summit actually, and one of the game companies was there talking about the effectiveness of these programs, and it was saying that they were saying something along the lines of, if you make an in-game purchase for something as simple as whether it affects gameplay or not, but if you make an in-game purchase um, of just clothing items. You are, I think it was some like ungodly. It was like eighty percent more likely to continue playing that game because of the additional investment, right? So I think that's what where people started with it uh, is the biggest sure. thing. Is it's a money? It was a money grab, right? And those early folks who looked at it that way are now starting to understand. And EA, unfortunately, is one of those companies who has a lot of backtracking to do. Um, oh yeah, they're the they're the punching bag. Yeah, they're they, the they're, they're the, the oldest sibling, right? Yep. They're the one that gets all the all the. They're the one that learns. Right. They they're learning the, the lessons the hard way, where the the younger siblings are coming back up. I think you could say that Activision kind of started running into this um, a little bit, but they learned their lesson very quickly with DLC. Because if you think about Call of Duty, uh, what was it, Modern Warfare? Right. We saw DLC with that game, uh, where that kind of started sure. on the uh, the Xbox 360, and they were very cautious. The second that but that first... game was that game was such a, a resounding success that they could have fucked everyone over and still made money. Right, and I think they they kind of took the first stab at um, because we saw Battlefield DLC before we saw, uh, or sorry, we saw Call of Duty before we saw Battlefield uh, on the 360 back in the day. Uh, right, and they kind of set the tone. If you remember, it was um, twenty dollars for that first Mac pack. And the the world exploded like, oh my god! Um, on you know, gotta have it's not a it's an incomplete game and blah 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 and sure yeah you know, sure. I'm just like and so that's that's kind of where it started. But uh, I feel like we're getting a little bit off topic. So I feel like it start it starts as a money play. It has its place. I think, uh, and I don't want to get into it, but I'll let you react to that comment. And then no, you're good. You're good. No, I, I agree that I think in large part, a lot of it was um, money grab tactics, right? There's, it happened with too many really large companies that don't need money, right? Activision doesn't need you to pay extra. They're Activision Blizzard or Blizzard Activision in the proper nomenclature mm -hmm. uh, is one of the most profitable game partnerships and like publishing duos that exists. And EA is right behind them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but i i'm also leaning towards pointing out that like there's a good chance that a lot of this small microtransaction stuff i think started because once a game's out it doesn't make money right, right. once a game's been out for six months um it doesn't make money and it takes through like video games and we're noticing this a lot recently i don't know if noticing's it i think we're, we're finally paying attention the video games are very expensive to make and take a long time and like to not be making money after a game's been out for six months because you know sales have dipped so low but to continue a development process for the next 24 to 30 months is it's unsustainable in a lot of cases if you're a small studio smaller it's unsustainable. Mm -hmm. Now, it's you can argue EA's got so much coming out that they never really have to worry about it. They're kind of a bank, and they can lend money to whatever development studio within them they want to work on something. But when you talk about a smaller studio, like, for instance, um, 
well, Bungie, when Bungie first started, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when started making Halos. I mean, that's not a good example. Um, but the what I'm trying to get at is the idea that um, a $60 game by itself doesn't sustain a um, an effective money structure. No, and when, well, when that is game, a relatively new thing. Yeah, when there was not these networks playstation network xbox live um you know the 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 giants that you know the multiplayer giants that we have now right the mmos you could get away with all right i built a game for 60 dollars uh it i i'm so i made a game i'm selling it at a 60 dollar price point i sold 2 million units of that smashing success right it's unfortunate now that 2 million units is kind of looked at as uh um <laughs> right right but the 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 ecosystem has changed and that goes back to my earlier point right where you're no longer looking at you're no longer looking at a game that comes out and then is done you if you're you know it, it's almost dumb like and I'm, I'm just looking at you know the list of games that are coming out this fall and i'm saying okay um as i'm as i'm getting my you know my budgeting my budget together because this is the first time in a long time i'm gonna have to budget because there's so much shit coming out. Um, always, always and I'm, so much. And I find myself, especially as I get older, um, you know, and, and approach, you know, that, that, that big 40 mark, that I don't have time for single-player experiences anymore because they're just, the, the development isn't there, the content isn't there, and that's sad of me to say that I have shifted almost from really enjoying single-player experiences to this expectation that with every game I'm going to be able to turn it on and have an experience with my friends that could be taken either way. Um, yeah, for sure. It's definitely an, uh, an evolution, but it kind of snuck up on everyone. Yeah. But to your point, how do you fund that? Right. You, the, that your initial sale of the game at 60 bucks, it, it ain't going to work, right? It doesn't matter if you sell 10 million copies of that game. Uh, unless you're, you're yeah unless you're rockstar right right um but even rockstar the the gta games um this latest one is a, it's huge and the amount of people that still play that game online together nobody's playing the single player experience anymore um and oh, i would no, no. i would argue that grand theft auto 6 we're gonna see a completely shared world experience um, and I hate to say it, Rockstar is going to, Rockstar is the type of company that's going to look at everything that's been done. I don't hate to say it. I think this is phenomenal. They're looking and they're studying everything that's been done right now by destiny. That's going to be done by, uh, Bioware. That's going to be done again by Ubisoft with the division that inevitably I feel like what we're going to see with Borderlands three and Gearbox, right? Uh, these MMOs. And I have a feeling that Rockstar is going to come out and I have a feeling and I know this is a topic uh, that we want to get into in a little bit in this podcast, and maybe this is the appropriate segue. I have a feeling that where this is going, we see it a little bit with Beyond Good and Evil 2 with Hit Record, not quite at the monetization level, right? Because of the way... Um, why can't I think of uh, JGG? Um, oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, JGL, sorry. I was like, wait, why is why can I not think of this guy's name? <laughs> Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, you know, I think what we're going to see with that level of monetization when Rockstar 6 comes out is the ability for brands to actually... Rockstar 6. Yeah, 
Grand Theft Auto <laughs> Six. Yes. Is we're going to see the ability and Rockstar and Take Two are going to go and supplement this by saying, Hey, there was a billion hours of this game played online. We're about to make a world where another billion hours is going to be spent. How much is it worth for you to have rotating banner ads on these billboards? Sure. And I think I think that the the Beyond Good and Evil 2 thing is cool. Um, it worries me a little bit because they weren't super clear about how they were compensating people that were going to be submitting stuff, which mm-hmm. like, come on, man, you're, you're asking people to do their do art for you. And Ubisoft doesn't need that money. So it doesn't need they have the money to be able to afford their own assets so i mean i'm, I'm sure it was a, a good a good faith gesture yeah uh, i think and they want they want to just like get people some exposure um yeah i just I never, know that some artists bounced off that lack of artist compensation talk at e3 yeah i never took that as um and maybe it's because i'm lord business um in, in this side of our yin and yang equation here that we have going uh, for this podcast, but um, sure. I didn't take that as I took that as because Beyond Good and Evil has such a cult in community following that it was more interesting for them to allow the community to participate versus um, you know hi- spending the money to hire those resources, right? Uh, sure, yeah, you know. I, but to your point, I I couldn't find anywhere on Hit Record about compensation other than if you get picked um you're yeah i'm sure that's the game um, yeah i'm sure that there's a an email process after you get picked where they're right. like all right here's what you like that's not advertised um which is fine uh to me i know yep. some people were weird by it i actually want to go back a little bit and mm-hmm. I, I i think i have to like disagree with you completely that rockstar is gonna make a uh Uh-oh. multiplayer only game because i didn't say thing, multiplayer man, only like, i didn't say multiplayer only you, I said, said, you said shared world i think it's going to be a shared world experience where you're going to be able to just like grand theft auto online is now right except it's going to be in the world where Um, of the campaign of the campaign where you can jump in you can jump out you can pick up a character you can go in and then it's going to blend the two worlds together um you're going to be able you're going to be able to turn it off right um if you want and play and get a true grand theft auto experience but i think that's what we're going to see in rockstar i would imagine i would bet we see a little bit in red dead too um i would bet that the multiplayer element of red dead is better blended than what we saw in the original Red Dead. Um, yeah, and I mean, they've had uh, five years to iterate on Grand Theft Auto, uh, five, and like still, their their multiplayer transition thing is a it's a little jittery. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I can't imagine that. Like, also, a lot of people don't realize or have forget, like Grand Theft Auto was not an Xbox One game. And for a long time, they said they were not going to release it on Xbox One. Correct. Like, they ported that game, and it's still popular. So, like, they've been developing Red Dead for Xbox One, for this gen, which was next gen five years ago. Um, so, yeah, that the, the way their world interacts with itself is going to be wildly different than what it is in Grand Theft Auto V. Yep. And I think, yeah, we're, I, I would, if, you know, we're just throwing out hypotheses here, uh, I would imagine we're not going to see a Grand Theft Auto 6 on this generation because of the work they're still doing with Grand Theft Auto. Oh, um, absolutely not. Yeah, we're not going to see that until 
next gen 2020 or whatever that starts um we got off topic a little bit that's all right how did we get here no that's totally fine um so uh more on grand theft auto right they created a multiplayer experience that allowed you to do basically a campaign with your friends um and they kept adding stuff and their trick and the thing that made it makes it profitable is they added everything for free Mm -hmm. but it costs you money in game to be able to do the things correct and you while you could earn that money in game you could also buy that money and i think grand theft auto is in a weird space where you can buy stuff in gta online you can buy money for gta online that does make you better you can buy better vehicles because you bought that money you can buy better guns because you bought that money but there's no outcry about it because, um, and I think this is an interesting part of this whole conversation, Grand Theft Auto created a system that made it easy to make money by doing the things they set up for you. Right. So if you want to do those things, you'll make that money anyway. Um, but that's something that a lot of other games aren't doing. Um, and I think... <clears throat> no, I think, I, I think another... Yeah, I, I agree. I think you saw huge huge issues with this um not so much with for honor because there are uh, you know i i disagreed with the ability the, the ability to buy gear and i think but it's only affects that one mode which happens to be the funnest mode right it is the conquest right uh the whole paid yeah. up the whole pay you know you get gear you can buy loot boxes and then you you know can get the best gear that you absolutely want oh man yeah i would technically beat people yep all the time yeah, it just like, couldn't do it. It wasn't all. it wasn't super stylish, but like I learned that system very quickly because it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. and I could destroy people on a technical level. Mm-hmm. But when it came to their gear, I got my ass kicked. Yep. I would get ten hits and they would get two and I would be dead or bleeding and have to run away. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, then I think you've got that with um uh, Ubisoft is, you know, still I think in one of these weird spots where they're trying to figure it out, right? Because they had that, and then there was a huge outcry over Rainbow Six uh, Siege, um, which I and think they figured they figured that they, shit out. Didn't they, they? they they figured it out real quick. They figured out okay, all of a sudden, and and they took I I'm, I'm gonna I will defend this until there is nothing left of me of bone standing before you. But they took a page from the MOBAs and said, guys, this is what we created. Let's start making characters. Let's start selling characters. If you have enough points, you could get the oh, character yeah. that way. It's going to take you a shit ton, a long time. Like if you were to go, um, you know, at my current rate of league of legends play, which is once about every other week, it will take me another 15 years to unlock any character in that game. Oh, uh, sure. I did the math on rainbow six. Like it's like 40 hours of winning matches Yep, to get the points. And they've, they've introduced some stuff that makes it a little easier mm-hmm. um, where you get, you know, like a, there's like a random draw that like as, as many times as you don't get it, it gets bigger. The, yep. the, the bank of points that you get. Um, yeah. I think rainbow six is a really good example. To do this whole thing. Right. Because that game launched, didn't have a lot of stuff and people kind of abandoned it. And you're right. I think Ubisoft sat down and said, we, we built a good game and we built a game that we like. How do we make it so that other people want to keep coming back? Um, and that, that in itself led to 
you know, they're in like season five or four now of characters. And yeah, those characters are almost impossible to earn. But if you spend, you know, 15 bucks, you get a couple and you get some boosts. Um, and it's a, it's a sustainable model. Rainbow Six Siege is now one of the biggest um, competitive games, competitive shooters in, in games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unbelievable the community that's around that game, and you know, you nobody saw it, nobody saw it coming. With no, it was it was almost uh, dead. Yeah, it was, it was almost, almost dead. Uh, it was almost yeah. dead. Um, with uh, with how they implemented that, with how they did that, uh, and how they took care of it. So it was it was kind of fortuitous that Ubisoft was able to turn that around. I think that's a great, uh, I think that's a great success story. Uh, yeah, and it makes me very to, excited for the division. How to do it right? Yeah, I think we'll see. Um, I think we're going to see a trend of more microtransactions, right, and less paid DLC um, because of, you know, the things we're seeing out of Ubisoft, the things we're seeing out of EA, you know, EA. Oh, man, EA at E3. Yeah, (laughs) no no Battle Pass. This year, all DLC is free. The one thing that troubles me, though, is, uh, okay, you guys are making Battlefield Five. Which, by the way, there's the alpha is going on right now, and a bunch of people are streaming. Oh, it. Ooh, it's so beautiful! God, does that game? It's look so fun. pretty. The changes yeah. they've made to the gun mechanics and the speed in which uh, things occur yeah, now. Um, Dice is Dice is very very good at making shooters. But um, the problem with that is, is so they're they're not doing a battle pass, which I never had a problem with the battle pass, right? Um, no, the battlefield season pass was literally. The only season pass that I felt yep. had value because you got maps and tons of guns yep. and vehicle, like a ton of stuff. Yep. Where Call of Duty's like, here's here's ten things. Yeah, here's some maps. Uh, also, I need to I need to emphasize or I want to emphasize I haven't played Call of Duty at a season pass buying level in a while, so mm-hmm. they may have fixed some stuff, but I kind of gave up on them after. Yeah, the, yeah. This year, I may I may pick up Call of Duty. I probably will. Um, you know, as I as I look at the list of games that are coming out, I will probably skip it and ask for it for christmas yeah wait for a sale um, wait for a sale or wait for a sale <laughs> uh, because i will be getting uh if i if i have to choose between call of duty and battlefield i mean it's not really a choice oh, it's no it's, it's gonna, not it's, it's gonna be battlefield not. you said you were worried though you brought up that uh there's no oh yeah premium. so what are you what are you worried about yeah we got off we got off topic there on comparing battlefield and call of duty um, yeah, there's no comparison. No, I just want to right. make that clear for everyone yep. who listens to yep. this. There's no comparison. No comparison. Um, <laughs> but moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. We're, we're not we're, fight me um, if you if you feel like you know come change on, my come, mind. Come at me. Um, no, what I'm worried about is is they're doing a free battle pass. They're doing a free DLC. Um, you know, free or no battle pass and free and no paid DLC or maps or things like that. But how do how do they supplement that? Right? EA's got a spotty track record. Um, and I don't feel like, I feel like they're going to have customizations and you're going to be able to customize your soldier. You know, how much are we paying for pants to make our World War II soldier look good? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Robotic arms, right? Because if you think about the, you know, I'm just, I was thinking about this the other day, right? Is if you look at the trailer, you've got the female soldier who's got, you know, the prosthetic, the prosthetic. And then you've got, uh, you know, the tattooed guy with like the bandolier around his chest. Yeah, uh, you got the, the black guy with the face paint. And right. The... So, 
all of a it's sudden like rolled up the rolled up sleeves yeah all of a sudden i've got to pay 50 cents for face paint stroke and you know if i want that robotic arm i have to cut my hand off and mail it to ea in real life um, oh come on it's not gonna be that you think it's gonna be that bad no i don't think it's gonna be that bad but given ea's track record i'm apprehensive I'm apprehensive on that front. I think they did a lot of good job. They did a lot of good talking on stage on, you know, oh, we're going to do this. Oh, we're going to do that. Um, you know, they've got it. They've got two. They've got Battlefield coming out, which is a keystone franchise for them uh, with Dice. Yeah, absolutely. They have. Yeah. then what else? They've got the football games coming out. Those, you know, it. those are. Yeah. Rife. Well, so they have this year. Their, their lineup's always like August is Madden. football and um september is fifa and nhl and october mm-hmm. is wrestling and uh basketball let me, is let basketball me october let as me, well let me correct you it's wrestling um <laughs> sorry wrestling wrestling yeah, right. uh, wait hang on i'm sorry ea doesn't make wrestling it's right. 2k yeah um but still they've got uh, soccer football hockey basketball and ufc which I think they came up with they come out with those in February, so right. they don't have to worry about that. Well, they also what what I was driving at there was they've got those, and then they have a brand new IP, which again, um, is a, it's a Bioware game. But of all oh, the games yeah. Bioware has released, all of a sudden I see, and and I don't I I don't I don't want this to be true, but that game lends itself to once every other month. Here's a pack of suits that you can't get in the game, but they're going to cost you five bucks. Yeah, but see, I don't have a problem with that, and I no, think no, no, that no. Might, that might be where that might be where we we disagree, not disagree, but differ a bit on opinion. If if uh, like if you're selling me, hold on, and let me let me finish. Go ahead. And yeah, go ahead, go ahead. If you're selling me cosmetics, and we have yet to touch on Overwatch, which I think is the absolute best implementation. Um of this Ooh, i think yeah ex- i think there's someone doing it better too ex- okay well excluding uh excluding the way mobas do it right i think mobas still have just got it done but those games lend themselves to it i'm not talking about oh hey here's a suit here's here's a shader for the suit here's some cool graphic packs but all of a sudden there's a packet of suits that come out and one of those suits is a and granted anthem has yet to show any pvp so this may all be moot um but it's still just given ea's track record of how they have done things in the past you know i get worried when they have games that you have a character that gets in a suit of armor right that is makes you more powerful um in in any way uh i feel yeah i don't I feel like yeah, temptation I'm, is in front of them, uh, and it's not Bioware. Sure, sure. It's not Bioware. It's that would do it, which unfortunately they're going to take the blame for it. It's somebody at EA is saying, "Hey guys, let me just hit my cash registry here and ching." Oh, look at this! We could increase our profit margin by four hundred percent if we put out a suit pack every month that changes the way the game plays. So, yeah, I'm um. I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm really not worried about that. Bioware has a really good history of multiplayer with stuff you can pay for that has absolutely no impact on skill. 
um, if you remember the Mass Effect games and how much we played those online in the multiplayer, like you could buy all sorts of stuff, but it just made you look different. Um, right. But and I think I don't know. That I, a, a lot of the I didn't have a problem with that because that wasn't PvP. Yeah, but like it wasn't PvP, and they didn't put player advantages that you could pay for. Understood. So, so why would they do that in PvP when I'm like just there people are already pissed about that? Not Bioware. Yeah, man. Not I don't think he Bioware. is that dumb. I don't I, think he is that dumb. Mm. Well, I mean, like, look at you, you say you, you've said a couple of times that like based on their track record, I'm just going really track only fucked up with Battlefront. No, they've done some shady ass shit. Uh, what else, but like what else have they done that's it, been on that it, level like it, battlefront i think is enough to scare anybody straight like disney disney fucking called ea and said fix this like i don't i don't see them making that mistake again no yeah i, I, I don't not with bioware not with bioware at the very least all right well we'll 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 let this one <laughs> we'll let this we can talk go. about that for yeah. anthem will be a future topic we'll see more games come yeah, we'll, we'll see more at uh, the see. video game awards all sorts of shit yeah we're, we're gonna see over the next several months lots of anthem uh we got an out we got a beta i think yep i desperately i want to this is a small side side note i desperately hope that game puts a bullet in destiny <laughs> like I it's don't... poised it's poised to do it it and is i'm so tired of destiny like not i don't understand how they don't do what people have been asking for and don't get me wrong i completely understand it takes a long time to make games mm-hmm. and it takes a long time to make it or big like to iterate big changes on on a system that's built and balanced like destiny is but their sequel had problems that the first had and introduced problems that like i didn't know would be problems um i don't know i'm I, I sound really salty about Destiny, but I got into it yesterday for like two or three hours doing Faction Rally, and it's that's a fun ass game. It is. There's just not. I'm... There's just no draw. Um, you guys keep you know uh, we got a bunch of guys in our Discord and our Xbox Live group, um, that continue to want to grind that game, and they they don't understand why I won't play it. Um, and they keep comparing that and Sea of Thieves and saying why well, I don't want to play those games. Um, to something like Diablo, um, and there's no there's no comparison. <laughs> you brought up Diablo the other day, and everyone was like, "Get over it." Yep, there's there's no it comparison. Was, it was very funny when you want to talk about a loot grind. Um, I could literally spend two weeks doing Destiny and have the loot that I need, um, and see the same loot over and over again. Now I understand that in Forsaken they're changing a lot of that. There's going to be randomized stats and things. That's good. They're learning a lesson there. Um, but I can go do... Uh, why did I get double audio? Thank you for that follow, though. Um, yeah, no problem. I don't weird. know why I wasn't following you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's weird. I got double audio on that. I don't like that. Um, my new alert looks sick, though. Uh, anyway... Uh, now I lost my train. Sorry, I sidetracked you. I sidetracked you bad. Oh no! And I'm just—it's just you know things like that where. Oh, now I. What were we talking about? You totally sidetracked. Oh, putting a bullet in Destiny. I don't think and my point yeah, was yeah, that yeah. I was making is, I think there is room for multiples of these games to exist, right? Like back when I was playing Final Fantasy XI, I was also playing World of Warcraft. 
uh, and I was also playing um, uh, what was the other MMO? Oh, Lineage. Um, and I was literally just rotating around between three MMOs. Oh, yeah. I would go it's, do. It's the varieties of spice of life. Yeah, right? but you I would go do my to change it up. Yeah, one day I would just go do my weekly quests in Final Fantasy, and you know, hang out there. And then the next day I would go to Lineage. The next day I would go to World of Warcraft. And then the next day it was back to Final Fantasy for Raid Night. And then Lineage and World of Warcraft. And I feel like that's where we're going to start to get with these games on, uh, you know, why I feel like there is more room. There's room for a Destiny. There's room for a competitor. And what I'm hoping, right, because I don't want to see Bungie fail. Um, no, you're right. You're right. What I'm hoping what is, was, is. What I said was inflammatory. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, you know, I'm not taking away what I was getting. What I was getting at is, is I want to see Anthem come out and Bungie go, oh, that's how you do it. Oh, shit. See, I think the division. I think the division's poised to do that too. I, yeah, I think. Well, we know the division two is going to be phenomenal. Um, yeah. See, and I think that goes with with Ubisoft's ability to their shown ability to adjust. Yep, and adapt. And, um, and adapt and okay. so like the division's gonna be you know how like if you have the destiny one to destiny two analogy like i don't think division one to division two is going to be comparable i think the the difference between those two systems is going to be large enough that you're going to go ah oh, they listened they learned and that's that's i don't i don't have much to base that in I yeah we're, well we're already seeing that i have a lot of, of the, confidence in ubisoft yeah we're already seeing that in some of the things out of e3 right some of the some of the gameplay walkthroughs right where we're already seeing the systems of um my biggest thing with destiny 2 or not destiny 2 division 2 was are we gonna end up getting a is it gonna end up being bullet spongy well yeah turn the sponginess down for yeah, sure well it's not enemies are still enemies it's still got that rpg element but now there are weak spots on enemies that allow you to tear through them i watched one gameplay video where a dude just cut down an elite like it wasn't sta- like it wasn't even there because it was hitting all the weak spots correctly uh, yeah and that, that that rewards players paying attention yep which and, is something destiny does a really good job of, of yeah hey these these this specific like the vex have a weakness point that looks the same but it's in a different place for everyone mm-hmm. um like that stuff's really cool and gives you know combat that like i was saying spices the variety <laughs> varieties of spice of life correct like all of those little changes are what you know keep people coming back um but the division was all so i guess to move forward since we've we've done a lot of talking about you know these games that have been doing the the balancing and adding of microtransactions poorly mm-hmm. um and we've talked about you know with the environment that brought them about it's a mix of you know wanting more money and needing more right um what uh what games that come immediately to mind uh do it well implement microtransactions in a way that you're like oh cool and then we we've kind of we've kind of briefly talked about this right like i brought up um rainbow six and mm-hmm. that like you don't have to buy anything and you can buy a lot of cool cosmetic shit and if you want to you can buy characters but you can also work for them i would argue that like the characters might be a little too steep for me agreed just, but if you just because at... i want to play with those guys because they look fucking dope yeah if you look at and i think ubisoft took the analogy of and they did the same thing with for honor right they took they they looked at the, the steepness of these game characters and they said okay 
we're going to go the MOBA route, right? It is a steep curve if you're buying a character or getting a character um, in a MOBA. Uh, sure. That, you know, and I think, though, by the time you have enough currency, and I understand the reason, right? If you're doing it in a MOBA and you want a certain character, you got to put in the time to earn another character by learning the shit out of that character. And all those games have systems that are, you know, the better you play, the more you get, right? We see that even in like PUBG. Um, you know, the better you play, the more BP you get at the end of the match. You get headshots, you get more stuff. Um, yeah, things along those lines. So yeah. I think if, you know, you're asking me that question, I think Overwatch has one of the best implementations of it. Um, and they, they, they didn't start with that, did they? No, they added it in. Um, okay, because you know, I remember I remember not being able to buy skins. Yeah, it was it was added. Uh, everybody freaked out that they were all of a sudden going to have these loot boxes that you could get and pay money for. But then it turned out to be fine, right? They did did not sure. touch. They did not touch the core gameplay mechanic. And if you want to spend a hundred dollars a month on skins and enough things to get a random drop, which that's you know, you. I know we. I don't know if we have enough time to touch on this. We're getting close to time, but uh, you know, you want to talk about Sweden? Uh, was it Sweden? No, Belgium. Belgium. Sorry. Yeah, um, Belgium. That uh, for people that don't know, ruling that you know loot boxes are gambling, correct? And therefore illegal. Now, in the sense that what like Blizzard is doing, I think it is absolutely gambling. You are paying for tickets for boxes that mm. drop random things, right? So you Here's, are you are yeah, in sense. Yeah, yeah you are in a sense putting money into a slot machine at that point. You have the opportunity to win the same thing over and over and over again. And as someone personally who has not issues with addiction, um, I have, you know, I, I am not allowed to gamble. Uh, I'm not allowed to control my family's finances because if I, you know, sure. I'm the yeah, type of person absolutely. that if I, start gambling and I start playing. Like if I go to a pool hall, I'm going to put money down until I win. And that's a problem. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah, luckily, I, luckily I win I'm a lot. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. um, with that yeah, said, no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that completely. I have a very personality and like destiny's, um, bright engrams. Yep. I, I, I didn't buy that game because I'm game sharing with, uh, with our buddy Odin. And, my, in my in my brain, which like I was saying, um, like you is is has addictive tendencies for sure. I mean, I've been smoking for like six years mm -hmm. and I hate it, but it's so hard to stop. Um, my brain equated not having to pay for the actual game because Odin did with being like, oh, so you can spend forty dollars on Bright Engrams, mm -hmm. but and like I understand like that's absolutely. <laughs> not, not worth no. it because i got a lot of dumb shit but just in if we're talking just specifically belgium's ruling i don't know if it's so broad as to say it's gambling it's definitely an issue that is something that's really dangerous to people with addictive personalities myself and yourself i think good, i think it's also examples is that but gambling also like the 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 big payoff in gambling is like you can get nothing, right? You can lose money. 
I don't you know cannot, if that's, you can, I don't know you cannot get anything payoff. out of it. Getting nothing. No, no, no. <laughs> that's the reason why winning is such a big deal. Because the opposite is actually losing. Right. I, I, I agree. I don't think a lot of loot boxes, like you still, you always get something, right? And I'm not, I'm not trying to. No, say no, that no I, I, under, I understand completely that. With I, the, what I'm, getting, I'm kind of being a devil's advocate right yeah, now. Yeah. Like, what I'm saying you at least is, you get something every time. What I'm saying is, is you watch when, when you talk about losing, right? There's different you can color that with many shades of gray um and 50 yes uh if you <laughs> i'm sorry i was, I I was trying I to avoid it you said it um <laughs> what i what i'm getting at is is right losing takes on many forms i think the instant gratification of sitting at a at a roulette table and losing there and running out of chips you're out of chips the problem with online loot boxes and i think with belgium's ruling is you have a credit card with a $15,000 limit attached to your Xbox Live account or whatever you're using um, to do that. Yeah. Well, when you run out of $100 of chips at a table, it's really easy to say, oh, I got no more chips. You can walk away from oh, that yeah. scenario. You can walk away, right? In, sure. in this scenario, oh, well, I just spent $20 on loot boxes. I didn't get what I want. Let's and it was just, a wink. I I winked and spent twenty. Yeah, let's just let's let's hit another. We're gonna hit that A button a couple more times, and we're gonna buy another twenty dollars and go. Oh shit! I didn't get it again. Oh yeah, fuck. And, and that's then all a, of a that's sudden, that's a real struggle. For yeah, me and too. that's a real struggle for a lot of people. Um, you know, a lot of people where where you hit that and you look at it and you go, oh, it's you know because, and I think you know we could talk at a larger macroeconomic scale uh, on you know the way the world is right now, but I think that's a problem a lot of people have. Sure, and that, I think it's the, the problem. That's the problem with of oh, words. Sorry, that's the problem with plastic money. This is absolutely a very large, mm-hmm. but like that's the problem with plastic money, right? You can spend it, and it doesn't weigh less. It doesn't actually disappear, right? And if you had a wallet full of cash and you bought a couple of things and you had a little left, you'd walk into that next store and go, mm, "I've only got twenty bucks. Right. That's nineteen. Yep. But when you don't see your bank balance or you don't see the balance in your pocket when you buy something, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, that was easy, and I got one cool thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time I'll get two cool things. Yeah, and no, then, you're, abs- you're yeah, absolutely then, then right. I, it's like, not even that. You got, you, got a, you, got one, you finally got the thing you wanted after spending $500, and then you got 50 copies of another thing that you're just going to turn around and get more credit to gamble more Yeah, sure. in the same yeah, system. Absolutely. So I think I, I yeah. don't have a problem. I think Blizzard's the way that they did it is phenomenal. I think it's it's a weird it's you know, it's the same thing as uh you know, if if you look back, right? It's what's the what's the line from uh the original Jurassic Park with Jeff Goldblum? Uh when he says uh you 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 never what the hell am I trying to say? You remember the quote? Uh I mean you never stop. There's several. You, you never stop to think. They never stop to think whether or not they should. They just were only worried about if they could. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think I was thinking like I was thinking like we, you should be running. Yeah. <laughs> like you should, run faster. Clever yeah, girl. Run faster. Clever run faster. Girl. Run faster. Um, no, I, I was thinking of that one. And I, and I look at a lot of the world right now. And I know we're getting very, very large and outside of gaming. Um, but yeah. I think it, I think it's applicable. And that quote is just perfect for a lot of things and i think that's if you know we take away as we're, we're wrapping up on the main topic here i know we're getting close to time um, 
is that's what the game that's you know if if somehow you know phil listens to our podcast because that would be the only gaming celebrity that i would want to outside of jace hall um and or (laughs) and or rick fox um but uh it listens that i think the biggest thing is is take a step back figure out if you should before you even worry about the could you right because there's a lot of instances where there's a lot of things that i think are just you know done because there's a person sitting in finance going oh shit oh god and they have that feeling of my ass is gonna fall out and they go okay this game is really close to budget we're gonna have to buffer that by putting microtransactions in and going from there right yeah so um yeah i mean there's so yeah let's i guess in a way to transition towards the end um what games have been doing it like perfectly i know i brought this up a second ago but we got a little sidetracked um like we've talked about overwatch i don't think there's a perfect implementation yet Um, no and and that's what i was kind of getting at like destinies by and large isn't something that is worth shaking a stick at because you don't get an advantage no you don't um i mean you're you're uh fucking oh my god what are their speeders called sparrows yeah your sparrow goes faster big fucking deal well Um, i didn't even know what bright anagrams were until destiny 2 well they weren't a thing in the first game well that yeah no they they were i thought the eververse got put in in the first game Eververse got put in, but they didn't give you like an engram that gave you free shit, I think. No, that's my point, is because I played so little of, you know, I played Destiny um, up and through the, whatever the first season was, and I'm doing air quotes for those of you watching the stream. Um, and then I skipped the Taken King completely. Oh man, that was when it actually got good. Right. <laughs> then I went back because there was something that oh i think it was the axe that brought me back for rise of iron i was like oh shit they put a big fiery giant flaming axe oh yeah game, yeah for game sure game on came back for rise it, of it, iron it looks like stormbreaker yep honestly. yep liked it a lot then i was like okay cool destiny 2's got me played destiny 2 and fell into the same trap but the difference is is they had the eververse things and I don't think it's anything worth shaking a stick at, but I feel like it was kind of a shady way to treat the player community like they were addicts of crack. Hey, here's a taste. We're going to give it to you for free. Next one. Oh, yeah. No. Next one. You get yeah, you, you gotta pay for you, it. You gotta pay you hit for the it. level cap. Yeah, yeah, after you hit the level cap, you get those each time you level up. Yeah, that's absolutely a little like, hey, yeah. hey, here's a here's, here's first a free, taste. Here's a free first taste. taste. Yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. Needles, yeah. No, you're, you're, this needles clean. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, so I guess the the most interesting iteration of this, um, and I guess my, my closing, uh, I guess not argument, but uh, closing direction. We'll say that's not a thing. Anyway, um, is Fortnite? Because yeah, we, we did Fortnite... not mention. We have this is the first time we mentioned that all night. Yeah, and I I don't know why we haven't brought it up because I think there's something really unique. Fortnite mm-hmm. 
um, that people need to start paying attention to. Um, and the, I don't know if I need to say people need to start paying attention. I think people are paying pretty yeah, they're paying attention. attention to Fortnite. But the fact that there's a, it's a free-to-play game, mm-hmm. the high quality, mm-hmm. constant iteration, mm-hmm. and they make so much money off of microtransactions that Epic literally never needs to make enough. Every single person that works there could retire multi-millionaires today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's all cosmetic stuff. And yeah, every bit of it. On top of that, on top of that, they added battle passes that like you which spend is, yeah, which fifteen dollars and you get a few things, but then you level through a progression system and unlock more stuff. Or you spend twenty five dollars and get even more things. Yeah, it's you interesting. Can, yeah, man. you can you can buy into the battle pass at the base level and then you got level all the way up. You can buy the entire or you can buy up to different tiers in the battle pass, which I think is a very interesting way to implement it. I think Blizzard does the same thing. It's the exact same thing what Diablo does, right? Every season. Um uh the, I did I did not know that. Yeah, honestly. so yeah, Diablo has and I yep, I said Diablo again. Um every You're just saying it despite everyone who mm-hmm. tells you to stop. Yep. Um, yeah, every I think it's every three months a new season starts in Diablo. So you go, you start a brand new character, um, you go through the seasonal journey. Uh, same thing, kind of like Fortnite has, and you know there's different progressions, different tiers. Now the difference is, is in Diablo you cannot pay to get to the end of the season journey. You got to earn that shit. So it is level a sure. character to seventy, get your paragons, work your way up the ladders of the rifts and the greater rifts. Um, you know to get the gear. Uh, and then the nice thing is, is though Diablo, once the season is over, all the shit that you earned rolls over to your non-seasonal character, uh, Paragon points, um, all that stuff. Oh, nice. So, so you're not losing anything. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's by doing it, same thing with Fortnite, right? Uh, and I think, right. yeah, I think right. if if you had to come, if we had to put a pin in like perfect, like close to perfect iteration, I would say what Epic did, because. The game is free. You don't have to pay a dime for it. You don't have to buy the That's single That's a huge piece. part of it. You know, That's and a I, huge and I think that was a lot of the backlash that uh, Blue Hole saw this past week yep. on the release, or two weeks ago, whenever it was. It was the 22nd, right? So was that this yeah. week? Yeah. Uh, seven, no, six last, days ago. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was last it was, Friday. Within the last, within the last seven days. So yeah, it was when, less than a week ago. Yeah, when the... When the, when the um, when the map when the new uh, map came out, Sinook or whatever the hell it's called, um, they said, "Okay, Fortnite has got a smaller map, quicker match time." So far, the feedback on the map has been great. I, when I play PUBG on PC, I only turn that map on. Right, I it, it, once you get once you get used to play on that map, the other maps just are boring. Um, so hopefully they learn that. Yeah, hopefully they learn that lesson um the maps i mean it it's and once it comes out on xbox you'll see too is you'll only want to play that map as well um yeah because the but game more, but more importantly like we're oh man i lost it sorry finish what you're saying okay. i'll get it back um, yeah, finish what you're saying. i was like i'm i'm i'm, I'm waiting um <laughs> i lost it keep going keep going but uh what i was saying is is they've got they implemented a battle pass and it felt disingenuous. It felt copied. It felt unoriginal. 
Um, and uh, I think it was Kotaku that had a great article about where, you know, PUBG is kind of, of amongst all the battle rails that are out right now, the original um, is the one having a real hard time finding its way. And I hate to say this, but I feel like that is a lot to do with Blue Hole's direction. Um, yeah, but also as a, like, as, a, as a publisher, it's it seems so weird to be like, we're gonna sue Fortnite, but then we're gonna also try and do about their battle pass. Well, they already dropped the lawsuit, so they did. But at the, smart. <laughs> it's just weird that like Smarty, they dropped it so. and then they were like, so battle pass. Mm-hmm. But I spent thirty dollars for that game. So think, yeah, if you're gonna introduce a battle thing. pass, you're not if paying you introduce for it. a battle pass, I better get thirty dollars worth of stuff. Yep. Or not pay for the first two seasons of battle pass. Correct. You know what I mean? Like if they do that, which logistically that would be a pain in the ass to do, but they like if they do that, good on them. Like that uh, that my argument goes away completely. But I have a feeling that they're just gonna try and roll into battle pass if they don't decide to completely redact it because of people's reaction um i don't think they'll redact it i think what what the biggest problem is is that they have um and i don't want to get on a PUBG conversation uh because it's not where we want to go i think they need to just double down on fixing the fucking game and stop worrying about playing catch up yeah well it yeah PUBG is interesting and um you know i think honestly we should save talking more at length about PUBG mm-hmm. and its interesting development cycle for next week which yep next week we're going to talk about royale games solely and their viability as either a core game or as a game mode mm-hmm. um what are your thoughts on that initially real quick like if you had to give me there's one no sentence. there's no quick one sentence initial thought we're just gonna all right i'm, I'm well, gonna i'm gonna, you... ba- I'm gonna bow out of that until next week when we all uh right. when we can actually sit down spend some time talking about it because sure our our our, our agreed upon 90 minutes will go into another four it will go four hours <laughs> yeah yeah i i guess my my one sentence is that i think Royale mode is an intriguing game mode, but should not be the core of more than three-ish games at a time. If that makes sense. It does. Like Fortnite's cool. PUBG's cool. I think we could do one more AAA quality Royale only game. I think, I think other than that, I want Royale to be a game mode in my other shooters. Yeah, I will. uh, I will argue that point. Uh, I drew you in a little bit next week. Um, I don't. Oh argue. damn it! Damn it! You said next week. I don't want to <laughs> okay. argue it. I don't want to argue it this week. We're gonna we're gonna let the oh, audience. That's fine. Yeah, we'll tease it. We'll give them a little cliffhanger. We're gonna let everybody think about that for a week. Yeah. And then when I come back, right. I'm going to smite. I'm going to smite you royally. I thought I had you. See and what I did there? You said next week, and I, my and my joy dropped. Nah. <laughs> next time. Yeah. Next time on bounty board. Next time um, on bounty board. So what, Eric? What are you? What have you been playing, man? Um, Let us know what your bounties are for the week. What should people be doing? They should be, you, you know, being the best human beings they possibly can be. Uh, first yes. off, yes, um, I second this. In the gaming world, 
Uh, I have, you know, I, I hate to say it, but a lot of Xbox PUBG just because there's nothing else to play right now. Um, I almost picked up yeah. Nier. Um, you nearly picked I up nearly, Nier? I nearly didn't pick up Nier. Uh, and, then I, and then I realized, wait a minute, um, I would rather not waste $50 now so I could maybe get uh, Battlefield and another game this fall. Uh, sure, and you and, know, and we will absolutely talk games. more. We will absolutely talk more at length about what you brought up, which is my reason for being tentative about buying near. Which is, mm-hmm. I love single player games, but I don't have the time for some of these giant ass single player games. Right, right, right. And that's a that's a topic again. You know, for yeah, day. we'll definitely um, get into that. I am um, just yeah, wrapping up. Uh, like I said, I'm not. A, I I. I love to read but i just don't like i said i don't have the time so uh, if you don't have an audible subscription highly recommend it uh wrapping up um the rook which is the one i was still doing um uh, i've got like an hour left of that one uh and then i'm going to uh check out uh what is that author's name hold on let me give proper credit here uh, i think Google. it's daniel o'malley um is the author he wrote the rook and then there's a follow-up to it uh, called Stiletto, uh, which is in the same kind of universe. Uh, so I'm going to start that one as soon as I'm done uh, with that. Uh, other than that, uh, watching, um, you know, being the, the, the Texas boy that I am um, and the outdoorsman uh, that I that I like to try and be, uh, the wife and I started watching uh, this new Kevin Costner show uh, called Yellowstone. Um which is uh, I heard of this. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a uh, kind of modern day uh, Wild West, uh, you know, families and Indian, you know, a family that owns a huge ranch called the Yellowstone, which is borders right against an Indian reservation in Montana. And there's all types of political intrigue and six shooters and, um, you know, stuff like that. But it's got Kevin Costner in it, which I'm good with because he's a pretty good actor. Um, yeah, it's got a pretty good, pretty good cast. Yep. Uh, other than that, that's about it. And then, you know, work. Nobody. Work. Work. The, the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool beans. Well, um, to get into some of my bounties, I am playing. So I had a thing that happened recently, Eric, and I don't know how viable this is a, a thing for you to do, but it's working really well for me. I just started hitting A on games that are in my library I haven't played yet and forcing myself to look at the menu because mm-hmm. when I do that, I actually start them. Um, so I actually have been playing Assassin's Creed Russia, which is the side-scrolling yeah. Chronicles version of the game. Yeah. I enjoy it a lot. I enjoy it a lot. It's creative. Um, it's, you know, it's a 2D stealth side scroller um there's not really another a better way to describe it but it's not only 2d it's two and a half d and sometimes 3d it's weird but fun um and of course there's some weird things that happen and it's it's not perfect but uh i'm enjoying it uh i don't know if you played mark of the ninja 360 Mm -hmm. but that game was bananas good yep and this is giving me those it's not giving me the same emotion, but it's giving me similar emotional reactions of like the 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 feeling of getting through a real hard level, seeing you and doing all of the stipulations that the level gives you. Right. Um, which it's cool. It's cool. It's a it's a good change of pace for Assassin's Creed, and I I know they probably won't do more. 
but I would be intrigued if they decided to. They're fun. Um, other than that, a lot of Rocket League, a lot of PUBG. Because, like, as much as we complain, as much as we bitch about PUBG's support issues and development issues, it's it's got that draw, man. It brings me back every time. It does, and I think we'll get into that. Um, oh in, yes, in, oh, back yes. in the in, when we get into our you know next week. Um, but yeah, next week. You're you're exactly right. It is. It is the draw. Of, there's something, yeah. There's something about that draw, man. Um, yeah, it's 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 the gameplay loop. It's the hook. It's the even though the map is exactly the same, the experiences and the situational, the situations oh, yeah. change a lot. Uh, it's what quickly. Battlefield does so well. Yep. And it's that like every single time you're in the same place, it never plays the same way. Correct. But your brain's like, I'm gonna go here and do the same thing, and it's gonna. I'm going to win this time. And then like, it goes completely batshit wrong. It goes pear shaped so fast. Like last night when we were hiding on that second floor and someone found a way onto the second floor without going through the fucking doors. Yeah. That we had, we didn't know existed. Um, no, we both just got waxed and was like, okay, well, <laughs> sometimes it's just not your night. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, as for reading, I'm finishing up the Kilo five trilogy, which is a trilogy of halo books about, um an organiz well so i'm a huge nerd oh, well this is a game podcast why did i just say that um i think i'm a huge I, nerd I, I just, i'm reading I, i've read all the halo books. i i rolled i rolled my eyes at that comment visibly on the stream that you're a huge nerd okay given the fact Good. that we are on a podcast called the bounty board and i'm streaming under the title house of glass so i think we're yeah i saw you roll your eyes i thought it might have been at me i'm watching your stream. i know um, there you are oh yeah that's right i said things uh and completely distracted you once um <clears throat> so yeah the kilo 5 trilogy is about oni which is essentially the cia in the halo universe they're shady and they do weird stuff not ugh, this political environment makes it so hard to talk about things without people <laughs> look at it look at the hush hush uh it's hard to anyway um Oni is the Office of Naval Intelligence. Kilo 5 is a squad that is tasked in between Halos 3 and 4. In between 3 and 4. If you remember, at the end of Mm -hmm. 3, Master Chief disappears. Everyone thinks he's dead. And in Mm -hmm. 4, he shows back up. Mm -hmm. In between that, the, the Covenant, the Human Covenant War ended. And so Kilo 5 is about Oni trying to seed civil war in the uh, elite population so they kill themselves off so that we can push over the last ones and like rule the galaxy it's really dark and has some morally questionable things that happen um the uh narrator or the reader in the audiobook is very good um so i'm almost done with that i'm like two or three hours away from the last book um i don't know what i'm gonna go with after that jason jason schreier from kotaku has a book called like blood sweat and pixels Mm mm-hmm that uh i've got and it's it's on my list so that's on my uh, that's on my audible list um yeah that i will pick up with the the cool thing about audible is you get um a credit a month um, yeah so and my wife my wife uh when i got this new job my wife found this thing and was like hey you can get audible again because it gave us like an echo dot for free it was 99 dollars, right echo wow. dot it came with an echo dot a year of audible worth of credit 
the first day and a subscription to Audible. So I had like 15 books, <laughs> 15 credits to start with, and I've only used like eight. Well, we gotta, and we since gotta, then I've gotten like to share more. this thing that your wife found or. Oh, no, it was a it was a limited time thing. Ah, got, it. got it. Yeah, it was like a join now and get this for holiday, whatever. Yeah, Understood. and it's it's gone. I'm sorry. It's all right. Um, Fair but yeah, um, watching. I'm finishing up uh, Altered Carbon. Finishing oh, up. I'm, there's there's I think some a little books. more than halfway through. There's some books you yeah. can get on Audible. They're on my they're on my wish list. They are. For uh, sure. That is one of probably my favorite trilogies. Um, and I think it's going to be really cool to see. I don't want to say anything. How Netflix handles the se- the second two seasons of that show. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because. I, I know I know the the plot structure or the plot device they use. Um, yes, I am very interested to see how that a wraps up in this season and yeah, where they go with it. And that's a whole other that's could, a that's a whole other podcast topic we can get into. Is completely new topic. Yeah. What science fiction show or book gets it right is getting it right. Yeah, and for uh, sure. right now, altered carbon, ghost in the shell, things of that ilk. Getting, yeah. it, getting it pretty right, but we did it out and, later. And hey, it's a, the best sci-fi stuff recently has been really fucking cyberpunk, and I'm so down oh. for that. Yep. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for the world where I can put on a leather jacket and not be judged and screw yeah. metal spikes with neon tips into my head. Oh, um, metal jacket. I'm going to have LED too, man. And oh. get the car from the cyberpunk trailer. Oh, my just, God. Anyway, right? let's no, stop. Uh, stop it. Night, night rider in the future. Oof, I'm off a clamp now. Uh, <laughs> I'm off a clamp. He says, "Oh dear me." Mm. <laughs> that, that car, just man, unreal. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the only. Yeah, I wasn't the only. Yeah, I can't talk anymore. Yep. Yep. <laughs> A brain stopping. All right, man. Well, everybody that came and watched for a little bit, thanks. Um, I'm going to get this posted, hopefully, most likely tomorrow. And um, we'll be back next week with what we teased several times. We're going to talk about Royale games and um, what they mean for multiplayer multiplayer overall. Mm-hmm. And this, I'm sure we'll go into a lot of tangents there because there's, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, y'all. Yep. All right. Well. Thanks for stopping by and listening or watching or both and uh, listen, uh, come back and listen to us again next week. I'm Caleb. You can find me on Twitter at LoveWub, on Xbox at LoveWub, on PlayStation at LoveWub. Just look up LoveWub, L-U-B-W-U-B, no spaces. I'm everywhere and nowhere all at once. Eric, where can people find you? That was prolific. Um, I am everywhere. As Hybrid Glass, uh, PlayStation, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Xbox. Um, and you can find me nightly, usually. Stream schedule's up, twitch.tv slash hybrid glass. Uh, I, uh, I, I do this House of Glass thing. I keep pointing the wrong way because I keep forgetting my cameras flipped. Uh, <laughs> up there, the House of Glass, running it nightly. Bare knuckles and broken glass. These are the things we live by. So. Ooh, that's sexy. I'm yeah. all hot. All right. Not bothered. Go. Just hot. A little flaclemped. <laughs> it's so good. All right. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Adios.